Welcome to my channel. This is Mario Lord, also known as Real Estate Guru PK. On this channel, we talk about my real estate endeavors. We also have the top real estate producers and the top entrepreneurs in the country. Be sure to click the link below with Justin P with his Support Black Colleges marketing course. Also with Jason White's Crack the Code affiliate link, click that below as well. Also to support the channel, Weeble and One Finance, Chase Discover Robinhood and Public a stock trading app. We hope you enjoyed this episode. This is Real Estate Guru PK signing up. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> hey, how's it going? Um, so where you want to start? Um, I, give me your best question. <laughs> okay. Um, we'll start with your upbringing. Okay. So you're from A Leaf. Um, so originally born in Austin. Austin, All okay. my family's there, my mom and dad's side. Okay. My mom moved to Houston for, um, her, for opportunities for her in work as well as for us in school because in Austin, back then, I probably wouldn't be where I am today if I stayed in Austin. Mm -hmm. And then, um, started off, we were, I grew up on Section 8 and food stamps, so we moved around a lot because we were always in housing. So mm -hmm. like every year, we, we moved. So I started in H, um, I think HISD, then A-Leaf. Then I think I moved to Fort Bend, then charter school, then private school. So kind of made our ways up. So I probably moved like eight times mm -hmm. before high school was over. Maybe a little less, but yeah. Did you have, did you get to uh, get any friends like cons consistently or not? Uh, yeah, but I feel like it wasn't hard for me to make friends because I'm so, like I was so out there mm -hmm. and like I talked to everyone. And so it wasn't hard, but I feel like if I was quiet, it would have been a little harder. I think so, so. Bring back the memories. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you meet your husband at? Um, do you know Gaddy Town? Who? Gaddy Town. It was the old Incredible Pizza on Highway Six. Nah. Uh, First Colony Mall. I know where I used to go to First Colony Mall, but I don't remember the Gaddy Town. It was like a little. It's like a little entertainment place. It's kind of like Chuck E. Cheese, but we used to work together. Also, it was like it was like um, that place off of Fifty Nine that they closed down. Uh, it was off of Highway Six and like. Something. It was down, It was going toward Missouri City, though. Oh, toward Missouri. Okay. Mm -hmm. So y'all worked together. Yeah, we worked together. That was like 2013. That was a long time ago. I was in high school. <laughs> oh, so y'all, so y'all like high school sweethearts. Well, he's actually not from America, so he's from the Bahamas. Okay. He, so he was born and raised there. So technically, although he's a year and a half older than me, um, he graduated like. Basically, their school system is different from ours because I think y'all run on the British system, right? So he graduated in 2012 and I graduated in 2015. 2015, yeah. okay. But yeah, so we met in Getty Town and yeah. Well, what's Did y'all hit it off or y'all were just friends? No, so the weird part is I quit for like six months, went to go work at Chuck E. Cheese. Uh -huh. And then afterwards, um, I didn't think I would ever see him again because uh -huh. I knew I had an attraction for him back in Getty Town. So um, when this random day, like to me, it's super random. But this random day, I saw him at like this gas station off of like, I think Bel Air and Bel Air 8. I never go to it, but it was by my school and I needed gas that day. And he happened to pull up at the exact same time. And then we were like, Andre? And he was like, Kira? So then we ended up, I guess he told me he was getting a phone the next week. Um, and then uh, I was like, oh, if you're serious, you'll get your number from my sister. I was trying to play hard <laughs> to get. And then I guess he really got the number and then the rest is history. Because his sister used to work with us at Gaddy Town. So, okay. Yeah. So, yeah. That's crazy. So, um, y'all got married. And then y'all, when, when did y'all go to Virginia? Uh, <coughs> we went to Virginia. Well, he was already, okay. So, 
he went to the military when I was a freshman in college. And then I think when I was a fall, junior, he proposed. And then we got married April 2020, 2018. <laughs> 2018. <laughs> okay. I got my years mixed up. Okay. But I, it's 2018. And then um, we went to Virginia. I, I went because he was already there because he was already stationed there. I went, I think, in March 2019, which is when I started Airbnb. Okay. But no, no, I went January 2019, January, February. And I think I started Airbnb the same month I went there. I started looking. You had that you had that mentor at the time, correct? Yes. So I had kind of two mentors. One of them, he kind of just helped me with like mindset and some Airbnb stuff. Like he wanted to help me scale. And then I had another sort of mentor. I call her my mentor, but um, she's the reason I started. I asked her questions mm -hmm. and she would try to answer. She was really busy too because she's she's very successful. But I would try to ask her questions like, hey, can you help me with this one thing really quick? And she would try to help me as much as possible. So I took her guidance and started. Did they charge you? Oh, um, the one guy did charge me. He was very helpful. He has like a container home in Washington. He probably has like multiple now. And then I did not pay my other mentor. She was free. Okay. So I, yeah, I don't know. What I, I wouldn't be here probably without her. But you paid attention though. Because it's a lot of people that I give them advice and it just goes in one ear and out the other. Yeah. So yeah. you actually was paying attention. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> Only because it's like if you don't pay attention, you won't. But but people feel like if you don't charge them, they're not gonna pay attention. Oh, you know what? You're so right. So how you feel about that? It's the truth because you know I used to charge like I used to do calls for free. Yeah. And when I did that, I would say three out of ten people showed up. <sighs> and for me, it was like okay, like y'all gotta y'all gotta show up. So I started charging people to show up to the calls. Hundred percent show up rate. How much you started charging? I think when I first started, it was like $100 a call. $100 an hour? Yeah, I think for like 30 minutes. So you made like a quick $1,000 in an hour? Well, <laughs> I went. <laughs> um, or sorry, $100 per um, 30 minutes. But I didn't do many like one-off calls. Mm -hmm. I tried to do more like, I tried to focus on like building my course because the thing is like, you know, I had my mentors, right? But yeah. I didn't have structure. And I was like, okay, if I had, what what do I wish I had when I first started that I can give to other people? And, well, other women, because I mainly coach women. What, why is that? Um, I think it's because I connect with them really well. Um, I, I do help males too, but um, I think I just really connect with women. And I know the kind of struggles we go through mm -hmm. in corporate America, which I was in. And I just want to help them get out of like that cycle and be able to go to work and think, okay, like, Talk to me again crazy today because I will quit. Like, I have, you know, I have things to back me up, so. You seem, like, real nice. Why, why would somebody talk to you crazy? Um, Because <clears throat> you're black in America. Okay. Black in corporate. They'll, they'll take advantage. So, the thing is, I, I feel like I am a really nice person. Yeah. Um, And there's just some situations that happen that just shouldn't have happened. Like, the way you talk to an intern, for example. Or being, like, low-key, I was, I had to get my wisdom teeth out at one time. And I was like hurting really bad, like mm. it was bad. And um, and they low key denied me at first to go get my wisdom teeth taken. HR out. or your manager? My managers. Um, it took me a lot, a little convincing to get them to say yes. Not a lot, but still, I feel like if someone needs a surgery, like they got to get that surgery. And then just like other things that I just it you just, had you had PTO know. and all that. I was an intern. Oh, yeah. so that was kind of like it was like my third internship at this company too. Okay. 
But the difference is my first two internships at this company, I only interned, it was, they were like diversity internships. So I, I interned with people that look like me. So my third internship, when I interned with other people that didn't look like me, it, it opened up my eyes because I'm over here loving this company, thinking it's amazing. But then you intern and you're one of two black females mm-hmm. out of 200 interns. And there's only four black people total. And, and you, you see how they treat you. You are the diversity. They make it known that you are the diversity. It's just a really uncomfortable situation to be in. I don't this, wish it upon anyone. This is at U of H? Um, no, it was at a it was at a big firm. Okay. A, a really big known firm. No, no, you're you're oh. going to school in the U of H at the, at the oh, same yeah. time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think my freshman year I interned, sophomore year, and then I think I took off junior year to focus on getting more hours and then senior year intern again. And that and senior year, after I did that internship and I realized I didn't want to work there, um, the money I saved up, that's what I used to start Airbnb two months later. Which is crazy. So yeah, and then the rest is history. I mean, I did intern at another big firm, and I loved it. But the thing is, um, they didn't have any positions in Houston. I would have to stay in Norfolk. But I feel like the work environment in Houston is that's very in, different. That's in Virginia? Mm-hmm. Norfolk? Okay. But the, the, the work environment in Virginia is very different than it is in Texas. In Texas, I feel like, and I've, I've talked to friends about this, it's like sometimes when you're the only black person, they make you feel like you're lucky to be there. And I don't, I don't like that feeling. Was there anything said or they just insinuated? Oh, yeah. oh it was said? There were a lot of things that were said. I, like, it was just a lot. Shoot, it was freaking traumatic. Yeah. <laughs> it was. And I think that actually forced me to become an entrepreneur because... That was like a wake-up call? It was. It was. Like, I was like, okay, I'm not, I'm not, I can't. I, I had, I think, two of my, two out of three of the white, I mean, sorry, white, black women I talked to um, who were already superior in the company... I would tell them about my stories and they said they've been through the same things. And I'm like, okay, but like, what do you do? Like, you just got to deal with it. Were they ever discriminated about your hair? Like the way you would wear your hair? No, not my hair. Um, I think I wore braids. So I didn't get any discrimination. Um, but they always told me to just deal with it. And I was like, why, like, why would I deal with people talking to me crazy, treating me differently? It's not worth it. How, how was the pay going to be? Or did you ever? Good. That was really the good? It was good. That's the thing. So that's how I knew. It wasn't for me because I was getting paid really well, but I was unhappy. Were you almost at six figures or you was at six figures? No, I think as an intern, I made like maybe four to five thousand a month. What if, as an intern? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's I good. know. That's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So that's after taxes? Uh, Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. So, so, so you gave all that because they were discriminating against yeah, you? Yeah, I said I'm going to find another way myself. I'll find another way. I'm not dealing with this. What? I think the difference between my generation and the generation before me is that they were taught to deal with it. And I'm told by so many of like the past generation too, like, yeah, like y'all generation is different, but mm. it's true. We're not going to put up with people talking to us crazy. We'll just figure it out ourselves. Mm. There's no point. I think because we could get that Wi-Fi money. And yeah. The, the Wi-Fi money. The Instagram <laughs> exactly. money and the YouTube exactly. money. Mm-hmm. Speaking of YouTube, um, you went, you went viral on YouTube, right? Yeah. Yeah. How 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 is that like the uh, the two hundred fifty four k on YouTube? Um, well, thanks for remembering <laughs> a lot. Um, it was a shock because I don't think I told a lot of people this, but I did more YouTube channels. Do, do you wish that video was longer? No. So so you think the ten minutes is just yep. the fifteen? It was like fifteen minutes. It was, you think it was, it was like just seven? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah it, was it was seven. seven. It was just right. Yep. And um, 
I was like, okay, you know what's crazy? I had a YouTube channel before. I had multiple. So I had a Navy Wipe channel, which I had a couple of videos that went mini viral, like two, three, four thousand views. Yeah. I had a, a college life channel. Um, I think I had a natural hair channel. But for that, for this specific channel for Airbnb, I was like, let me just put something out. I'm sure it's not gonna do well because none of my other stuff went well, whatever. I put the video out and when it started blowing up, I was like, what the heck? Like, also, this is what y'all want. But what I did is I went back and I took like two days, me and my team, we studied the video down to the T and said, okay, what were some trigger words? What, what were like, what was the structure? Like, why, why did this go viral? What so, resonated with people? Yeah, what resonated yeah. with them? Yeah. So what I did is I, um, I tried to recreate that. So I'm actually, I have a couple of other videos that are similar mm -hmm. and they're very clickbaity, but they're also like informational. So we'll see how those go, but I'm supposed to release one last week, but I got busy. <laughs> so I'll probably release one probably in the next couple of days. Okay. Hopefully, because yeah, once you know the formula, it's like just copy and paste. How much did they pay you for that video? Um, well, unfortunately with YouTube, you have to go through oh, the whole process. Oh, so you wasn't monetized yet? I wasn't. Uh, yeah, so I had to wait and then like they had you wait again and then you had to wait again for something else. But since I have monetized, I've been making like $15 a day on that video. On that video? On that video. That's great. I know. Like, like <laughs> okay, thank you. <laughs> it was, yeah, wasn't expecting it. So, uh, so uh, do you plan on posting regularly like how you do on Instagram or no? So not at all? No. I think the thing is, it takes a lot of time, like editing, recording. It takes a lot. So it's not worth your time? Yeah, it's not. I mean, it is. It's just like, <laughs> it's a gamble, too. Like with Instagram, I mostly <clears throat> post on Instagram. I know Instagram. I know my audience. But on YouTube, I only posted one video. I don't really know my audience. I just found out the other day that I think 63% of the people that watched the video were male on my Instagram. It's like 90% female. So I have to figure out my new audience, see what they like, see, you know, why they clicked, what motivates them to click. I'm all about the psychology and everything. And for my team, I always like whenever we do anything, no matter what platform we're on, I'm like, all right, let's study the psychology of this before we do it, before we hop into it. What was your major? Accounting. Accounting? Yeah. You should have been a psychologist. I love psychology. I know, I see. I love it. I love reading books about the mind because it's so interesting. Are you are you a people person? Yes. And no? Like both? I would say both. Yeah. Both. It's like, you know, you have your day. Well, I guess, yes, I am. It's just that you have your days where you just want to be alone. And you just need <laughs> and your space. You just need your space. But yeah. I think for the most part, I'm able to like socialize with people. But yeah, I think so. Okay. Let's talk about the Airbnbs. Okay. It's <laughs> the fun stuff. <laughs> so uh, when you guys started, um, was there anything that happened when you felt like quitting? Or you just was de determined no matter what? No. Yeah, that second thing you said, I think we were determined. Um, I think a, a lot of it came from the support of my husband mm -hmm. because I wouldn't have been able to do it without him. Had he not been there, like say he was on a deployment at the time, mm -hmm. I don't think I could have handled it, like honestly. But um, I would have figured it out. But I think a lot of the support came from him, building some of the furniture. I did. I never used the tool before that. You know, now I, I can build anything. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, it was just, I had to, it had to work. I did not want to go back to corporate America. So I said, I'm going to make this work. I'm going to work. So yeah. Are you, are you, are you still hands on with it or you, or your team just handles all of them? I would say we're still hands on. I, uh, what we do is uh, we do, so we still do the laundry. Okay. But we're fine with that. Um, we do everything at our house or at our apartment. Um, we do messaging, sort of. So my team takes over like half the messaging. They also take over like, coordinating with the cleaner and stuff um 
But I would say we're not as hands-on as we used to be. We can kind of take a day off if we need to. And my mom cleans, so that's less we have to do. If we had to clean, I don't know what I would do if we had to clean our units. I, I, I wouldn't be able, I don't have the time to. Yeah, you wouldn't be able to? I wouldn't be able to. We'd probably mm. have to charge a premium or pay a premium to someone to do it. And mm. it's not worth it at that point. So, so you have eight, eight, eight or nine? We have nine. Oh, going nine. on ten. Going on you ten. Also, oh, you have one on contract right now. You're working on the one we just renovated. Okay. Yeah. So we've been we bought that in November. Started renovating in December. We're supposed to be done in about March. You know how that goes. <laughs> yeah, but we should be done. I think they they literally just had to do touch up paint like on Monday or Tuesday, and we're done. Like I can list it. What's your busiest months? Um, Christmas. You know what's crazy? I feel like all the months are our busiest months. So a lot of people do deal with slow seasons, but I think because of how we chose our properties, we don't have slow months. So every month's a busy month. If I had to put a like a month on it, I would say May, June, and July. But again, like we don't really have slow seasons, so we're always booked like all the time. Are you do you do you strictly deal with the same zip codes or do you ever deviate from so you just those zip codes and that's it? It's based on the numbers. Like, it, it's based on the numbers at the time. Because when we first started in Houston, we moved back. So we moved back to Houston November 2020. November 2020. And then I think December we took a break, you know, got back in the swing of things. January we started looking again for Airbnbs in Houston because we had just moved back. And then February, I think we, we, we signed at least at the end of January, got into our, our unit in February. And then that at that time, that zip code was really popping. But now that zip code is just average. Yeah. We don't have that unit anymore, though. But what we do is we try to make sure we're looking at the data and we're saying, okay, how is this neighborhood doing a year ago, two years ago? How are they doing now? How much are they making? Mm -hmm. What are the top properties in the zip code? Why are they doing so well? Psychology. It's all about the psychology. And so, um, yeah. Do you have any theme Airbnbs? No. So we did try a theme. We it tried didn't Marvel. work. No. Well, what was the theme? Marvel. Oh, oh the comic book. Mm -hmm. So it didn't work at all? No. Have you tried, um, I heard pink is popping. Like It is. It's so popular. We do, we have a green theme unit, sort yeah. of, kind of. It's like a, um, it is like a green theme unit. That one does pretty well. Anything for us, anything with books does well. Like a bunch of books everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I saw that when you were talking about how you got them from Goodwill and mm -hmm. you just put books everywhere. Yep. Yep, so those do well. And it's funny because the one we had is Marvel. We did change it in January. As soon as we change it, boom, back booked. Like, not that we weren't booked. It's just that we weren't booked the way we wanted to be, and we didn't see the numbers we wanted to see because there's an identical unit next to it that we were testing with our, our normal furnishing, the one, you know, from Virginia, like the the original books and, and nice soft colors. We are testing it, A-B testing. That one was doing way better than the Marvel one. If the Marvel one was doing better, we probably would have switched that one, but we just went with what worked best. Um, we had to change it. It took us maybe $300 to change it to the other theme, but it paid off, like, quick. Okay, so you did you did six figures in Airbnb. You did six figures coaching. Mm -hmm. Is there anything else you want to make another six figures in, or you, you're good with that? I want to make seven figures. You want to make seven figures? Okay. <laughs> I do. Okay. Um, do I want to make six figures in anything else? <laughs> I think I'm ready for seven. Like, I think once you hit it and you've tasted it, it's like, okay, what's next? Cause okay. This might be TMI, but we were doing our taxes, and um, we realized we made close to half a million. Okay. And I was like, okay, well, this is not enough for me. Like, I need to keep going, work harder. 
If I'm still young, I need to keep doing what so I can. So that, that, that's an Airbnb or that's with everything combined? Everything in? combined. Okay, so half a million Airbnb. Toro, Airbnb. Oh, so you got Toro too? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. How many cars you got in that? Um, we have one right now. Okay. But we figured out a hack. Well, not a hack, but the way we figured it out was we started, I think, in December. Like, as soon as we actually we didn't take a break in December, we came back because that's when we started Toro. Okay. So um, we got three new cars. It was like a Nissan Versa 2021 or 2020. Uh, Audi 2020 uh, A4, and then the Tesla that we have now. Um, and then we had our Kia, our original Kia 2014. So at first, we were just driving our Kia around and had those cars on the platforms. But what we realized is our luxury cars had the most, like, they just, it was like the worst guests because you people came back with rim rash every day, every time, or there's always something like someone busted the Tesla tire, but this stuff didn't happen with our economy car. Mm-hmm. So what we did is, we took advantage of the fact that car prices were going up um, and we sold the cars. Actually, we made a profit on all of them, except for the Tesla. We didn't sell the Tesla. So we sold the Audi and the Versa, right? We made a profit. And then we we're like, okay, let's just put the Kia on and see what happens. And let's just drive the Tesla because we needed it at that time. Because with Airbnb, you know, it's because you have them like, you got to move a lot of stuff around all the time. So you don't have any trucks? No. Okay. But long story short, I know we should get one. Yeah. But long story short, um, we ended up putting our Kia on and so our Kia is the main breadwinner now and it does well and it's paid off. So the key is to make sure your car is paid, paid off. off. So you have to worry about the car note. You don't have to worry about the car note and everything's pure profit. Everything, every penny you make because you don't have to worry about gas because your guests are putting gas every time they come back. Yeah, they have to. Exactly. Yeah. So, and then if there is damage, you just submit that to Toro and they're paying for that. So is Toro easier than Airbnb? Now it is because we have one car, but okay. when we have three, three. It was actually harder than Airbnb. It was a headache. Oh, yeah. it was harder. Yeah, because you have to like a lot of people book at the airports. So imagine driving 20, 30 minutes to the airports all the time. Yeah, be the boss. Told me Toro was easier than than her air. Uh, it depends who you talk to. Okay. We have a good system now where we're able to put our Kia at a good location, and um, we can we can see it from a distance, and we can see people getting in, and getting out. We don't have problems with the economy cars. I think the luxury cars give you so many problems. I don't, yeah, it's just people run the gas up, people run the miles up because they're trying to stunt. But the mm. economy cars is usually like the grandmas or the people come to visit their family and just need to, you know, get from point A to point B. It's mm-hmm. so much easier. So if you could do it over, you would, would you, would you just do the luxury or, or no? No. So you would just do the economy? Yeah. Okay. I lied because I like to take everything as a lesson. Okay. I would keep it the same because it taught me a lesson. Okay. <laughs> But if I like what I would tell people who want to get started is like if your car is paid off and then Toro has their guidelines, too. So I think you can't have more than like a certain number of miles. It can't be a, a salvage title. And it has to be like, I think, 2014 and, and younger or newer, um, you know, look at their guidelines and start with the car. If you have it paid off, just use your paid off car. But don't don't go buying a car. You don't want to be put in a bind where you have to pay out of pocket because you didn't do well one month. Because with the Audi, I think. One month we made like sixteen hundred, and the next one we made like eight hundred. Although we were able to pay the bills, it was like okay, but like broke out why, even. Why is it? Yeah, I'm not used to. Why is it fluctuating? Airbnb is not like this. I mm-hmm. need it to be, you know, solid. And I think that's one thing I don't like about Toro's. It's not always you're not always gonna make the same amount every month. With Airbnb, I can predict my income. Toro, you cannot. Well, maybe you can. Maybe I just haven't figured it out. Okay. I can't. So you're you're a numbers person. I am. Like, he, well, he's a numbers person. He converted me. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> he's he's a logical thinker. Thinker. I'm an emotional one. So we learn from each other. So who 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 who's the spontaneous one? Like, let's do it. Or y'all constantly thinking. I'm the spontaneous one, and he's like, 
hold on, let's look at the numbers. Even with Airbnb, like when we first started, I was still in college at the time. Yeah. And I was like, okay, I think this will work. I showed him the numbers. And he like he, when he said, yeah, like, okay, let's do it. I'm like, wait, what? Wait, you want to do it? You're the logical one. Are you sure? It's like, yeah, the numbers make sense. I'm like, okay. And I think that was like the real taste of like, okay, it, the numbers got to make sense. You got to look at the psychology of how things work. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, how was Virginia like? <clears throat> it was so sunny. Have you been? Nah, uh, a lot of my guests are from there though. Really? Yeah, uh, the Bo Goat and uh, um, uh, what's Jason, Jason White? Really? Yeah, they're both from Virginia. Yeah, yeah. It's not. What part are they from? Like Richmond or? Uh, uh I think the Bo goes from DC, and then Jason's from um, I forgot where Jason's from. Uh, Virginia's nice. It's so beautiful. Like, you know, in Texas, when you're driving out of town, it's like a bunch of cows. <laughs> in Virginia, it's like just trees everywhere. It's so beautiful. I miss it. The weather is nice all the time. You don't want to go back? Um, would I go back? I think the, I would. Because to visit, not, not to stay? Oh, uh, both. Both. Okay. I, the only right way we'd go back to stay is if we had real estate there. Because the, the real estate market is pretty good. Because we were in a military city. But it was also a beach city. Mm. So when you have those two things combined, you're all like, not to say you're always gonna make money, but when a recession happens, everyone in that military town is still getting paid. In other cities where, you know, they're just normal cities, it's is they're being affected more. So it's more stable. I miss the stableness of it. Houston is not stable. Mm-hmm. But so, yeah, it's not as stable as Virginia, at least. It's because of the oil companies. Um it's like up and down. It's because I think Houston's just a metro city, so people don't come here for one thing. It's so many things they come for, mm-hmm. and that those so many things can always change based on weather or whatever the case may be. But Virginia always has the beach. Well, where we were, it had the beach mm-hmm. and it had the military, and it wasn't one military base. There were like probably five or six military bases, probably more. But there's a lot of military bases. There are a lot of like everyone you come into contact with in Norfolk or Virginia Beach. They're they they're either connected to the military because their grandmother or their father was in it, or they are in the military. So everyone you touch shoulders with, they're in the military. So it's more stable. I miss the stableness. But the good thing about Houston is that you're forced, you're forced to get used to unstableness, and you have to get creative. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's, Houston forces you to think a little, think a little more on Airbnb. So yeah, it's crazy. Okay. Um. How's your, how's your, you have a media manager, correct? Mm-hmm. How's that like? Um, <clears throat> let's see. So I love Carla. Her name is Carla. Okay. Um, I've been working with her for like almost two years. So she used to be my virtual assistant. Mm-hmm. When I first started business, um, well, when I first started coaching, I, I didn't know nothing about social media. I was an accounting major. <laughs> I didn't know anything about it. So you didn't have Facebook anything? Um, no. You didn't I have didn't. Facebook at all? I mean, I Twitter, did. nothing? Oh, you did, but yeah. you you wasn't on it. No, I wasn't on it. I never. I think I had Twitter for like two years in middle school, but that was it. Um, but I I wanted a, a virtual assistant to kind of show me like, okay, what's what kind of systems do people like? What do people what are people drawn to? Um, we took a month break or something because I was trying to build my business back up, not back up. I was just trying to build my business a little in the back end, take some months off, and then. I rehired her as my social media manager and she is definitely responsible for a lot of my success. My Mm. whole team is, I would not be here without them. My husband's part of it. Like everybody. Um, 
But with her, she helped me figure out like how to kind of organize my social media. Because I think a lot of people just post what they see their favorites post, but they don't have strategy to it. Mm-hmm. But I'm all about, like, like I said before, psychology. I'm all about strategy, the mind. What do people like? What don't they like? Why do they respond like this to this post and like this to that post? Is there something we could have changed? So um, my team is definitely there for that. Um, I mean, I also have like a couple more people. Like I have a, a um, CMO. So uh, basically she's like the marketing officer. So she kind of looks over all the marketing efforts and looks at how we can take advantage of like different avenues and stuff. She also does like, um, or her company also does like the PR stuff and all that. So yeah. Um, do you have a social media manager as well? Nah, I really. No, really. Oh, you're like, I just do it straight yeah. from the, yeah. Social media is interesting. It is. How much money you made on Instagram so far? Um, that's a good question. I feel like I should know this. Most of my sales come from Instagram. Okay. So let me back up. <laughs> okay. My people, I feel like it's like my business card. Instagram do you have funnels? Card. Do you have funnels? No? I don't have them as good as I should. So that's okay. why I just brought... So my CMO that I work with, she actually was the coach who taught me how to coach because I knew I wanted to help people start and like put them in a position that I was in. I just didn't know how to do that. So mm. she helps me with that. But I sh- she's helping me like put the funnels in like place. I have funnels, but they're not like solid. If that makes sense. But I mean, if, if you're making a profit, that's all that matters. Yeah. But people funnel from like podcasts. Correct. They funnel from um, other people's platforms I've been on. So I realized that in order to grow, you have to kind of be able to connect with people like this to introduce your audience to new people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like us doing this, I can introduce my audience to your podcast, which is they would love it. Yeah, and dope. then you, you know, you'd be able to introduce them to my my platform. And But I realized with Instagram, well, let me answer your question. How much have I made from everything combined of people just finding me on Instagram and even on Clubhouse coming to Instagram? I probably made close to, let's see, maybe like, 250000 250000 Maybe more. Mm. Yeah. I think that's on the low end. Yeah. Do you think you could have made that much without Instagram? I know. No? No. You don't think you could have made that through Clubhouse? I did kind of make some of it through Club Clubhouse, though, because I did have a lot of leads from Clubhouse. Um, I think I realized that Clubhouse didn't... So, okay, for me, I test different things. So it's like, okay... What's doing well? What are, where are people coming from the most? Let's try to feed into that the most. So I feed into the the, the funnels or like the the places people come in the most. So one of my interviews that I did with um, a lady named Sarah, it was probably it was my most viral interview. I think she has almost 80k on that, and um, a lot of my clients came from that video. But also um, a, another like big lead for me is just like partnerships with other women mm-hmm. and and us like being complimentary to each other because my clients go to them and then their clients come to me so but at the end of the day my goal is not the numbers it's the impact i want to help people not have to worry about anything and my clients will tell you i really care about my clients like i really care about their success mm-hmm. i bother them so much i'm like that i don't know if you saw that meme on instagram it was like when your coach is, um, and when you tell your coach your car's broke down and they like, it's okay, I'll take you. And you're like, man, leave me alone. <laughs> I'm that coach. I'm that coach that's like, okay, I don't care that you're tired today. Tomorrow you need to get back together so we can like continue. So I don't do excuses. So yeah. That, that's how you are to your, to your mentees? Yeah. For real? I don't I can't, I can't picture you like that. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's just that if you pay money, you better you better work hard. Don't okay. just spend your money thinking you're gonna have this dream life, this dream Airbnb. You have to do the work too. Okay. I'm gonna force you to do the work. 
Have you had to fire anybody? Have I had to fire anyone? No. Well, sort of, but it was like a long time ago when I first started. I never fired her. She just stopped working because she was always busy. So I just, and it was like when I first started and she was like a Philippine, um, a VA, a virtual assistant in the Philippines. Mm -hmm. But no, I haven't had to fire anyone. That's cool. But I'm very strategic with how I bring people on too. Very strategic. So you plan on going in a rental properties. Mm -hmm. well, how how are you going to go about that? <clears throat> uh, so we're still learning about the loan processes and, and the different types of loans. I'll say what we're learning about the different types of loans. And I think our plan, we were talking about this yesterday. I think our plan is to like build as much as we can with the credit we do have. Because okay. I would say we do have good credit. And I'm realizing that the better your credit, the better you can do in real estate. Correct. So, no, that's, that's, that's correct. Yeah. I mean, you can still get in there. Yeah. Yeah. You can. You know, it, you can. Having credit is a plus, mm. but, but you can get it, get into it there through the hard money system and then buy, getting it, getting a contract with the seller directly. Yeah. And then, or you could do creative ways like owner finance. What's your favorite? What's my favorite? Mm -hmm. What I do personally, I, I get a get the house on the contract directly, and then if I could have did it differently, I would have did that because I was buying off the MLS off a of hard, as you know, in the beginning, and I didn't really get that that big of a discount doing that. Huh. Yeah, because I I did it the way you're thinking about doing it. I got like two hundred fifty k in loans and stuff and credit cards, and I started buying up houses. And then I went to the auction. Because hard got so expensive, there was no more equity in the properties. I had to go to the auction. Oh. And then after like a year in the auction, I had to, I had to basically start knocking on doors and like, hey, you want to sell your house? Like, really? <laughs> yeah. And that worked well for you? Yes. Really? Yeah. We have to talk. <laughs> yeah, we know we will. We will. No, seriously, that's so dope. Yeah. Because that's, that, you have to have brevity. You got to be brave for that. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm in the hood. I'm in South Park, Sunnyside. Yeah. Um. I'm in all the bad places. Wow. Like, I see guns all the time. Wow. Dang. <laughs> I'm like, have I ever seen it? I have. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah. I mean, it, it, is, it is what it is. Um, I'm not scared, so. Yeah, you're like, yeah, it is what yeah, it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, okay, that's a good strategy. That's a good strategy. I mean, you, you got to be because, man, it, Houston is so saturated. I, I would literally have to go, like, to Louisiana, New Orleans, like, where it's cheaper or. If you were on the MLS? I think so. Or like my, my homegirl's in Milwaukee. She's getting houses for real cheap over there at the auction, like $10,000, $15,000. Yeah, you can't find that over here no more. When I first started off, you could go to South Park, Sunnyside, and get a house for like, my one of my properties I got for 7200 Congrats. <laughs> wow. But you can't do that no more. Really? So the auction's not the same? Man, you're, you're competing with like, a group of people in the same LLC and they all got a million dollars. Yeah. That's so crazy. Cause I think there's an auction happening on the seventh and we were thinking about going. I mean, look, Hey, if you, if you could go get those tax liens yeah. and you, and they'll have to give you, you know, I think it's 15, 30% to yeah. buy it back from you. That yeah. didn't by all means, but I, I don't have the patience. Like I want to start working on a property and not have to wait. Yeah. 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 Like as soon as I get my property, like I, I'm going to put a, tr uh, a dumpster on it. I'm gonna go get some help. We gonna go clean out the house, and we're gonna get started. Like I don't, I don't have the patience. Yeah. Like, like my every day my, is money back. <laughs> it, is, it is. Like I need, I need my money back because I gotta continue. Yeah. 
I feel that. Yeah. Because even for us, like with our hard money loan, <laughs> ooh, it's expensive. It is. And then, and then like Jet, they, they'll they they'll hit you when you close, they'll hit you with like another $5,000. So now I'm just like, if I'm not buying the house cash, because I, I, I have a hard money lender. I'm not. I'm about. To, I'm random and stuff. No, no, um, it's so fun. <laughs> um, Jay will hit you, hit you in the head with like five thousand dollars, ten thousand dollars, and then, and then every time the inspector comes out, they charge you like almost two hundred dollars oh, just to make sure you did it right and to make sure you said you did what you did in your draw. Dang. Dang. I don't think our, I don't think our lender. He doesn't do that. He just. I think he, he does. He come himself. He comes himself. See, he he don't. He's not that busy where he can have somebody working for him. No. He is very busy. I don't know how he does it. We, yeah. We'd be like, how does he do it? But, um, yeah, I think we have a pretty good Harmony lender. Um, but we're also realizing that it's just the reason we're looking into different types of loans is because the fees. And then the points. Add, the points. I'm like, like what, what are y'all hitting me with points for? Out of nowhere. <laughs> it's expensive. So, um, I mean, but, you know, it comes at a cost depending on how much you can make from it and the investment. Correct. So, um, yeah, that's so interesting. So, you don't have a favorite type of loan, then you'd rather just go in cash. I'd rather go in cash. Yeah. Um, like, before this year, mm-hmm. I got, like, a bunch of loans from, like, Navy Federal, SoFi, and USAA. Yeah. I'm going to sell a course like that soon. Mm-hmm. Um, that's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I, I'd rather do that than to get a, a lender. Interesting. Yeah. Just like have your own couches or yeah, own yeah. lines of credit. Whether it's loan or, or cash. Mm. Or, or, I mean, I know we're minorities. We don't know nobody that got like $100,000, $200,000 or do that. Yeah. Like, either or, but these, man, these lenders, they, and then what, I was in a situation where they were trying to take the house from me. Oh, really? Yeah, they, they stopped giving me draws. They were like, hey, your contract is working too slow. We're going to take the house. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> They're serious. How many months is the project in? I was like, probably like two months. Two months? Yes. Dang, that's like a scam. Well, not a scam, but. Nah, dang. they, they're <laughs> like, really. they, 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 I was on the phone with them and man, my heart sunk. They were like, hey, we're not going to give you any more money. Your contract is working too slow. I had like 10,000 in reserves. Are you serious? Yeah. That's annoying. So I, I had to go, I had to go like, pump, I had to go get loans on everything. Yeah. I got like a car loan. Just I got to like, make sure. Yeah, I was like, man, y'all not about to take this house from yeah. me? That was the house I got seventy two hundred. Oh, 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 okay. Maybe they knew what they were doing. <laughs> <laughs> that's the case. They knew what they was doing. Dang. Yeah. You learn a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, I, I went head first and everything. Yeah, that's yeah. good. And then I feel like a lot of the stuff you learn too, you wouldn't have known if you didn't do it yourself. Correct. No correct. one's teaching this stuff. Correct. Nobody. Correct. And it, they are hard lessons. Correct. But yeah, I, I'm I'm with you, Loa. They're not losses, they're lessons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they're lessons in disguise. Because then they just make you better for the next time. Is that, and then when you have mentees, mm-hmm. there's no situation they could be in that you haven't been in already. Mm-hmm. That's what I tell people. Like I've been in literally every situation in titles and with lenders and with cash. So it's like, like whatever you whatever your problem is, I'm pretty sure I could solve it. Yep. Yeah. I'm the same way with my clients. Well, with arbitrage in respect to arbitrage. Arbitrage. Like. No, it's, a, it's your property. Yeah, it's, I mean, I've been doing it for three years, so it's it's my thing. Mm-hmm. So whenever I hear, like, I think one girl came to me the other, I think two days ago, and she was telling me she found a she found a landlord that would let her do Airbnb. Mm-hmm. And um, he was trying to rush her. He was trying to get an answer by that night. 
And then I was like, okay, girl, you like, she had already been wanting to join my one-on-one. I'm like, girl, you got to join the one-on-one because this, this is a lot. Like, I got to sit down and look at this. I don't even do calls on, on the weekend. Like, we got to sit down and look at this. And um, she basically was like, okay, but this is a situation. I don't want to, like, pay for you now. I'd rather put my, my, my stuff together. I'm like, okay, but be careful because she's telling me all these things. And I'm like, I don't, I don't have 40 minutes to sit on Instagram and go back and forth with you. I have, I need to sit down and look at the numbers. So you, you had to look at her paperwork. I, it was so much like he wanted so much stuff that didn't make sense to me. Um, but I showed her another lady who did the same thing. And a lot, of, a lot of people like to say, okay, I'll just do it myself. I think I have enough information from the internet. And I sat down with this one lady on Instagram too. And I did her numbers out for her. She, I forgot her numbers, but basically I calculated it would take her 31 months to break even, just break even, not even profit. Her, her lease was only 12 months. And she's like, dang, I wish I came to you first. I'm like, I try to tell y'all, don't try to do this stuff alone. If you do, do the numbers, figure out how much you can really make on these properties. Look at your competitors, see why they're doing well, see why they're not. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah. So the, the mistake people make is like, you got to have a mentor. You got to have somebody who's really, who really cares about you and really cares about your results and is not going to screw you over. You know? how, how detrimental is it for somebody to go into Airbnb head first and not have a mentor like you? As detrimental as that lady who will never break even on her property. She might have to come out of pocket on someone's. Damn. Yep. What what was what, what area code was she in? I don't even remember. <laughs> I know it was in Houston though. Mm-hmm. So you can't. People get excited when they find a landlord that will let them do it. But yeah. what about the numbers? Yeah. You no, know, not every deal is a good deal. It's probably a reason why he's letting her, letting her do it. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, I think you can lo- you lose a lot of money. If I hadn't, the thing is, I'm also a person who's not, I'm okay with asking questions up to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. So I'm okay with asking questions I need to know, and I'm okay with paying for the knowledge for those questions. So See, a lot of people they don't want to pay for the knowledge. I'm different. I, I've realized the key in life is finding someone who can do what you're already doing, show the proof that they're doing it, mm-hmm. and just use their system and copy and paste it for yourself mm-hmm. like the lady or the lady who taught me how to coach i would not be here sitting in this chair if it weren't for her like seriously because she's the reason i said okay what's this instagram thing how do you coach on it how do you launch how do you you know make offers that people love how do you make sure that the info in your courses are good she helped me with all of that otherwise i probably would be working in accounting an, an accounting firm now how, how, how much are your courses um, they vary. So I would say they go from like a thousand and then up to 10,000. 10,000? Yeah. Yeah. I, w- I want to sell some courses for like 10,000. Yeah. It's worth it. It's worth it. It's okay. fun. So one of my clients, um, she did pay pretty high price for, uh, the course. And I just, I don't know if you saw, but I flew out to Florida to help her furnish yeah. and came back yeah. to Texas. And that was, a, I had a blast on her family. They, we had so much fun. And it's just like some things like that you won't get otherwise. And for me, I have, I'm very, I'm a very busy person. Okay. So how, how much, how much does it cost for you to come out and, and personally do that? Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> it varies. Um, my one-on-one clients get first access though. Okay. So they get first access to me. Cause I mean, if I'm paying a lot of money to somebody, I would like first access to them. Correct. So it varies. I can't really put a number on it. Cause you know, flights vary on different parts of the country. Am I staying at your unit? Am I staying in a hotel? Okay. So it just really varies. And do I need a car? Do I don't, you know, not do I don't, but <laughs> you know. All that. Hey, we need exchange number. I'm gonna help you with the rentals, and you can help me with the with the yes. co-hosting and the courses. Yes. Okay. Let me know if you're free for lunch. We could all hang yeah, out. Yeah, that's cool. Brunch, but yeah, I love this. 
I love I love the life I've created. Oh, can you can you uh explain the meaning of SEO? Oh, okay. So search engine optimization. Yeah. I'm still learning a lot about it myself. I've always known it was, but um, oh, okay. I just found out. I don't know if you saw my stories, but I just found out that when you Google Airbnb coach on like a random, like a incognito tab, like no save cookies, I'm the first search result. Oh, for real? Before Airbnb. Airbnb second. <laughs> search engine optimization. So okay. my team, what we do is everything is strategic. Every single thing from my title on my Instagram being Kiara slash Airbnb coach mm. to the tags, to the words that we put in the, the post, to the website, everything is strategic. So the more strategy you have, the easier you'll be able to grow your business. But that SEO, has, if you told me three years ago when I first started that I would be first on like on the website, I mean, on Google before Airbnb, when you Google Airbnb coach, mm. I'm like, are you lying? You're, you're lying. I don't believe you. Like, what did I do? Who did I pay? Like, you know, but no, it's just hard work and strategy. Mm -hmm. So, A lot of my friends want me to teach them how to coach because they have valuable knowledge. I'm like, coaching is not easy. You got to get ready for hard days. When you're a coach, you're basically a, a psychologist. Not a psychologist, sorry. You're a therapist. Like, mm. you're you're both a therapist and you're a coach at the same time. Mm. There are days where your clients, they just need someone to talk to. And you have to be there for them. So, coaching is not easy. So, be ready to be a therapist. Be ready to be a social media manager. Be ready to figure out the shit. It's all in one. It's all in one package. Mm. Um, have you heard of, um, well... I know my husband says I always do this, but I know you're on YouTube. Do you happen to know Mr. Beast? Yeah. Okay. Mr. Beast is a perfect example. Yeah. He's so good with the way he strategizes everything. He just released a video yesterday. It's like he built the Willy Wonka chocolate factory and mm. they did their little challenges. And um, I really look up to him because he's so good at strategy and he, he created his own chocolate bar and now they have like golden tickets in them so yeah. they're kind of like Willy Wonka did and you can get a Tesla like one of 10 Teslas or like a lot of other stuff but I love the way he does strategy and I always study people like I would say 80% of the time me being busy is just studying what's working for other people and saying okay well how can this work for me too okay maybe like 60% but <laughs> it's all about studying studying the success of past people who else you look up to on YouTube oh on YouTube I mean, I have my faves. I look up to Raven Elise. I love her. She's a she's a um, a lifestyle vlogger out of Austin, and mm. she she the reason I look up to her is because she's one of the few people on YouTube who started from scratch and built it up without having to like do partnerships and stuff. Like she really built up her following, so she's at over a million um, subscribers. Um, I also well, do I look up to no? I just I have favorites, but you know they're <laughs> they're just like you know. Uh, yeah, those are the people I look up to is Raven, Mr. Beast. Mr. Beast. Mm -hmm. That's it. Um, I mean, if we're talking about not YouTube, I look up to Beyonce. Oh, Beyonce? Yeah, because <laughs> people don't realize, but her music has like the formula of success in it. Mm -hmm. But people don't take the time out to listen mm -hmm. and try to figure out, instead of just like singing, you know, singing ladies, like listen to the words and the songs. And she tells you how she did it. You just have to kind of, you have to know you want something. You have to visualize yourself having it and do everything to get to that goal and just know that it'll come as long as you're taking little steps at a time. Do you think you could sign an artist? If I could sign an artist? Like manage them, like Beyonce? I don't know. Because like you're, you're so into the an analytics uh -huh. and you know what's, what works. Hmm. I think I could. You could? I could, but I wouldn't even know where to start. 
Okay. I wouldn't, but I do have. I'm pretty sure you could figure that out, though. I'm pretty sure. Wait, what do you mean exactly? Like, how do, <laughs> like, like start up a record label inside of artists. Wow. We, like, joked about that the other day. <laughs> yeah, because I think we were watching a video yesterday about, like, record deals and stuff. It's so crazy. Like like, like, like Carl Crawford with, with Meg Thee Stallion. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so what's crazy is I, I told myself this one day, randomly came to my head. I was like, what if I'm, like, the first coach? What if I'm the first person to ever go on a label and not be a singer <laughs> yeah. and an artist? That'd be, I mean, do- that'd, be dope. that'd be dope. That'd be dope. And yeah. so I was thinking, like, what if I could get into, like, a Sony or a Columbia and, like, have them basically bet on me based on, like, the marketing? And all I need is their team to help me figure it out. But what if I could be, like, the first person on the record label? I don't know. It could be cool. You could have been, like, an A&R. Something, like right? A, I, th- I could see you as an A&R, like, in the 90s. You think so? Yeah. Hmm. You don't see that? Maybe it just depends on. You already said you like good at motivating people. You think so? Yeah. Really? You just said the psychology and you, oh, you, yeah, you're, yeah. you're building them up. Yeah, that is true. You're like you're getting their their mind right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all about mindset. Correct. Hundred percent mindset. Hundred <clears throat> percent. Like even you, like you say, like you knock on doors. That's a mindset. Yeah. Why scary eyes? Like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not doing that. I mean, my husband would, but I wouldn't. So. Um. I mean, look. You, I mean, look, you can start up a record label and you could do a, like a management com- company for YouTube. Ooh, I never thought about that. Maybe Instagram. I would do it for Instagram. Instagram? Yeah. Okay. I understand. I understand how to do it. Like, exactly. I've helped actually um, one of my old clients. She is a manifestation coach. And then we basically flew her out to Houston and worked with her all weekend on building up her business. Mm-hmm. Crazy, like crazy success. Her first launch that she did, she only expected like, well, actually she didn't even expect 75 signups, but she got like 85. Who's this? Um, her name is Dr. Marsha. So she's a, she, she's a doctor in psychology. She worked with the feds. She's super cool. And now she like helps people with mindset and psychology to like get to where they want to be and, and be like money. Um, what's it called? Like money limit, limiting beliefs and mm-hmm. money blocks and stuff like that. So, yeah, I love helping people figure out the psychology of how to hack their audience. It's so fun. Like, I want to do it for YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> I really want to like sit down and look at your audience and say, okay, what videos did well? Why did they do well? Where did they drop off? Why did they drop off? Like looking at all that and saying, okay, how can we copy what was what was done well in each video and put that in one video so we can become success? Like bigger and bigger and bigger because that's really the key is understanding why people watch in the first place and just recreating it mm-hmm. that's the fun part of the stuff so like what's next uh what's next regular <laughs> regular regu- oh yeah requiring just like getting more properties and, okay um and how, how many how many air how many arbitrage airbnbs you want to have zero I don't oh. want any air. Like, so the thing is, I always tell people ownership is the goal. Arbitrage okay. is just a start. Now, I've since learned that there are ways you can own property um, without having to do arbitrage first. But if you are in my my specific situation where you, you just don't have the time for that. You could do subject two. Yeah, so you could do subject two. We've learned about DSCR loans and non-QM loans. So we, we're learning. Can, can, can you explain those two real quick? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So the DSCR loan, I'm, not, I'm no expert and I don't have them yet. No, it's but, fine. Um, I'm pretty sure yeah, you, you yeah. did your due diligence. Yeah. So for DSCR loans, the way I understand it is you, um, they're usually interest only for like the first 10 years. And then, but in that first 10 years, they're, they're also, some of them have like variable rates. Um, so like you're, there's like a minimum of 1%, maximum of 5%, but it does vary based on the market. And um, they lend to you based on how much money you can make on your Airbnb, not your 
not your um, income statement or not your bank statements, not your W-2s. You still have the personal guarantee, but um, they just look at your future income. Excuse me. But with that, the trade-off is you got to be able, you got to be willing to pay interest for the first 10 years. I don't know if I'm okay with that. Okay. And then the non-QL loan, a DSCR is a type of non-qualifying mortgage. And a non-qualifying mortgage just basically means you don't need to, you don't have to be in business for two years to get a loan. You can show them the money you will be making on the property. They have a formula. They calculate. Um, and if you're above like their, their, their percentage or their, their number, then you'll be able to get the property. So I'm learning a lot, but my goal is to just teach people that if you, if you can't, if you don't have the time to learn that stuff, you can start arbitrage. It is an easy way, but just be willing. You're, you're paying a hundred percent interest to landlords cause it's all rent. Mm -hmm. So be willing to pay that until you can get to the point where you can show the bank that, Hey, I'm making X amount of revenue. Can you, can you lend to me? Cause that's what we did. And that's, I only teach what I know. Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. So, or what I've done, not what I know. Do you plan on selling all your Airbnbs? Selling them? Probably not. We have a really good landlord and we also have a really good um, property manager. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if I want to give that up. Um, I would say the one way I've seen people grow on Airbnb is they get in contact with a good property manager mm -hmm. and then they have a bunch of units like, oh, do you want this one? Yeah, I'll take it. You want this one? Yeah, let me look at it. I'll take it. So that's how we grew. Um, that's how my clients grow too. So I don't want to lose that. So but, the cash flow is too much to sell? Um, yeah, I think it is. I mean, well, I guess. What if somebody was like, hey, I'll give you 20000 a piece. What's up? Oh, yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that. Um, I mean, well, you have to also look at like how long is the lease? Like how long is left in the lease? Like, is it worth it? I mean, if they, if they offer in 20 K per unit, I'll take it. Okay. Um, but <clears throat> I think once you see the value in it, you realize like for the Arkea that we have on Turo, someone almost stole or someone did steal it the other day. It was crazy. It was, we had fun with it. Cause we never get like that kind of action, but um, someone did steal it and we had to go find it, all this other stuff. But I would say a year ago, we would have been okay with someone selling it because we know that Toro would reimburse us for the cost of the car. But now it's at the point where it's like, oh, this car makes too much. Yeah, it makes too much. Yeah, it makes too much. Yeah. We need this car. Give me my car back. I yeah. need it. Um, so it's like you have to know that trade off. A year ago, I would have been okay with it. Now it's like, uh uh. I'm like, we're making a lot of money. Toro ain't giving me half of what I'm making yeah. per year. So. Rental properties are, I mean, not rental, uh, cars are expensive now. Oh, yeah, they're expensive. You went to a dealership, they was like, Whatever that price is, add another ten thousand dollars. Dang, are you serious? <laughs> I went with the Benz Mercedes, uh -huh. and they were like, the used are like five, add five thousand, the brand new oh, add ten thousand, wow. and then the SUVs, it was like add another fifteen. Are you serious? Like, there's no, there's no more negotiations. They went in. Yeah. And people still buying cars. I'm not surprised. People like if you if you drive around, you still see the paper like the paper Dang. like people still buying cars. I'm like, uh, where 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 are these where all this money yeah, coming from? Yeah. I'm okay with my Tesla. Because <laughs> <laughs> I think we don't have to pay gas. I, I think the day we had our car stolen, we had to go fill up the, the tank because they had it on E where we found it. Yeah. And then we pulled to the gas station like five dollars. That's how much y'all paying for gas? <laughs> It's expensive. It is. Mm -mm. Like, man, cars are expensive. Gas is expensive. It's like everything. Everything's expensive. Everything's going up. Yeah, but did you hear about um how like Costco and Walmart and stuff? They're like they have too much in surplus in inventory, so they're actually gonna stop inflation. Oh, for real? Mm -hmm. It was like recent, like maybe a week ago. What was that? What was that on? Um, what's that article? It was on an article. Uh, I don't CNBC? know. It was on something like that. Yeah, okay. yeah, one of those. But yeah, I was shook. The numbers basically or super like they just bought too much because they thought they were winning but now they have too much inventory and they have to get rid of it 
the prices are going down, which is good for us because we're about to furnish again some another unit. So um, yeah. is there is there anything you want to leave off with? Anything? Um, leave off. Like with. you want to promote your courses? No, I don't really like promoting them. You don't? No, I think for do you have me, a do you do you do affiliated links? Yeah, I do. If you want one, I'll hey, give you one. Yeah, I want one. Okay. <laughs> yeah, um, for me, I just don't like to promote them because I think it should just come naturally. Okay. If someone has to promote. So, so you want it organically? I want it organic. Okay. If you feel like you're ready to start, then start. But if not, just hold off until you're ready. I will be here. I'll always have something available for you. It might not always be a one-on-one, but there's always going to be something for you, and it's always going to be the blueprint on how you need to start. So just like, you know, don't you don't have to just – Jump in, yeah. yeah. Time. Find the person you resonate with the most. If you know you want to start Airbnb, start with them. If if they're not the person, that's okay. Just wait. The time will come. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if I got any more questions. Um. Oh, can you explain Avatar? Your Avatar. Oh, like on Instagram? Yeah. Oh, the the picture I have. Yeah. I haven't done psychology on the avatars yet. Okay. I but I want to. Okay. I want to know which avatars get people to click and which ones don't. Okay. So, no. I guess I'll have everything. I mean, but, no, nah. I think it's important to have the same avatar so that you can... Um, people can resonate with yep, you? Yeah, so people can remember you when they go to look for you. So, I, that's, actually, that's why I haven't changed mine. I think mine's been the same for, like, eight or nine months. But it's because I'm not ready. I don't think... I need to wait. Like, you have to know when to change that kind of stuff. Like, for me, of course, I want to change it. Because I have a lot of good pictures I take, but I have to, you have to be ready. It's like a... Psychology is <laughs> all it all comes back to psychology and the way the mind works and studying the mind and why people click and why they don't. So, yeah, I'm just all the, you know, maybe I should get my psychology degree. <laughs> like throughout the day, how much do you study? Like, um, seems like you study like a lot throughout the day. I do. I do. Um, I think I wake up studying, honestly, and studying meaning like it's not always business related. So even this morning I woke up and the first thing I did was, um, you know, went to brush my teeth and stuff, but I I had on a video. I don't know if you know Earl Nightingale, but he's a, a old philosopher. He he's passed, but like I listened to his video about like how the mind works and how to get to where you want to be, mindset and stuff like that. So this is on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's on YouTube. This is one channel called Vibo, and um, I, I do thank them for my success too because they have a lot of good videos. So what they do is they'll take like a a old philosopher. And then they'll put a beat to it. But it's like, it resonates because it's like a hip-hop beat. It's like a cool jazz hip-hop beat. So that's why I like the the videos. And, and it helps me remember the information. But that, I studied that. I also studied just like different articles. And um, with my team, that's like what we do most of the time. Is I'm like, okay, go find this out. Why do people, wh- where do people drop off at? Like, it's just always trying to figure out what we could do better and how we could continue growing. Because I love, I just love seeing I like seeing results. It's like a dopamine boost. It's like every time you see new results and you know that it worked because of this thing, it's like, let me repeat it just to see. Mm-hmm. And then you see it do better. And then you're like, okay, what can I change to make it a little better? Mm-hmm. It's like a game. and I love it. So you like tweaking it? I tweaking? love tweaking it just a little okay. bit to see. Okay, will this work? Let's try this one thing. Did this not work? Okay, let's not do that again. <laughs> so it's so there's nothing, it's nothing that you've done that's been luck. It's just all work. I don't believe in luck. Yeah. I don't believe in, I think I think it's all hard work. Yeah. It's all hard work. It's also well, it's also being blessed. Yeah. Also, how much are you willing to give? Yeah. Like, if I sell on this podcast and I wasn't honest with my story and my numbers, people might be a little critical. But when you are open, I think people are more willing to listen to you. 
and and they they resonate with me more. You know, mm. if, if they look like me, they'll resonate with me more. Especially if I, you know, we have similar stories, which I have similar stories to most Black women in corporate America. So that's who I want to talk to because it's fun. They understand me. I understand them. Did that answer your question? <laughs> <laughs> no, it did. It okay, did. okay, yeah, yeah. So yeah, but it's it's been a, it's been a great journey. It's been a great journey. I think next up is just owning more properties, getting to ownership. And having the best Airbnb in town. How how much does somebody need to pay you to speak at their events? Like how like how much would it need to how much would it need to be worth your time? Hmm. If I had to fly out for like a weekend, for example, like Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, maybe like seven or eight thousand. But if it's just like a one day event, maybe like two or three thousand. What if it was in Houston? If it was in Houston, hmm, it'd be worth my time. If it was like an all day event. Uh, I'll say the same because the thing is, if I'm flying out of town, I'm bringing my team, I'm bringing my photographer, I'm bringing my assistant, my husband, everyone who's going to be able to support me throughout the event. But if I'm in Houston, I still have to fly those people into the city because a lot of my team is, yeah, okay. team is like around the. That makes city. sense. Yeah. Okay. That'll probably be the same okay. starting off. Okay. I'm sure one day we're going to grow, but yeah. But the thing is, when people see the value in what you're doing, they're willing to pay it. Mm-hmm. There's no question, no ifs, ands, or buts. Yeah. I will, let, let me get through these questions. Okay. Oh, uh, it will be done. <laughs> okay. Uh, Walgreens or Goodwill? Oh. Okay. Well, I like couponing at Walgreens, <laughs> but Goodwill has good books. So, actually, no. We went to Walg- Goodwill the other day. The books are expensive now. For real? Yeah. They were like freaking seven, eight dollars. Like, what is this? The they what probably saw your video on YouTube. Man, they saw my video. <laughs> <laughs> They definitely saw my video, but um, <clears throat> yeah, there's YouTube. I mean, sorry, not YouTube. Um, if I had to choose, I'll say Walgreens. Walgreens, because yeah, I coupon. I'm an extreme couponer. Okay. So you can you get good deals. I, we got a lot of free stuff when I was couponing when we first started Airbnb in Virginia. Like That's dope. Free toilet paper, free razors, free toothpaste. Yeah, stuff you like you that. need toilet paper. You need that. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, Etsy or Air DNA. Why you? You can't do this. That's hard. Etsy or Air DNA? Air DNA. Air DNA. Yeah. Because you need Air DNA. You need it. You had to know what the numbers are doing. Okay. Because Airbnb shows you the data. Air DNA organizes for organizes it for you. How often do you get on Air DNA? Every day. Every day. It's on the tab on my phone. I was on it this morning. For real? <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. For me and my clients, because I always make sure before they make investments, like it's smart, and we look at everything, okay. every single analytic. Psychology. <laughs> okay. Um, courses or coaching? Mm, coaching. 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 Okay. What like the thing of course courses is that it's self paced and you you have to go at it at your own pace, but not no one like not many people are disciplined enough to go at their own pace. But when you have someone like me, a coach who's like, "All right, get your butt up. We working today. <laughs> like I ain't got no choice. If Kieran don't leave me alone, she's gonna be at my, at my house knocking on the door. Like you know, so coaching." If if you want to get to your results faster, but yeah. Okay. Um, Good question. <laughs> Har or Zillow? Har. Har. All the way. All the way. Wait, what about for you? I think Zillow. Really? I get a lot of my comps on Zillow. Huh. Okay. Now that my wife got her realtor license, I could do it on Har, but I'm so okay. used to because like I would go on Zillow and I would tell my private lender like, "Hey, look, Zillow's already saying this, and they're working with comps that." People bought the house with, and then, and then, and then, with 
they turn around and they sell it. They're working, so we're working with both cons. So if they're saying it's up to this, that means when I'm done with this property, because I'm gonna make it so nice that it should be around this. Interesting. So like that's took you time though to figure out too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You have to study on your own. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Huh. You should do a video on that. I think more a lot of people would be interested in hearing that. Yeah, because because people always say that Zillow is outdated, but they're factoring all the comps in that area, huh. good or bad. So with that being said, you can't go wrong with it. Well, that, that's what I think. That's my philosophy. Okay, I have to look into it. I know Har has like the back end where you can see. I don't know if it's like the same data. It's it's about the same, but hard is more. I think hard is more strategic. Okay. With with, with the sales of the other area. Yeah, that is true. Yeah. Huh, that's interesting. Yeah. But for arbitrage, I would say both. Both. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It, it don't it don't have to be anything. It's just whatever you feel. Oh, okay. Hard. <laughs> hard. Okay. Um, forex or Airbnb. Airbnb. I did forex before. I know. Oh, you? Okay. Okay. Yeah. You know. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No. Oh. How how was forex? Um, I I think. It can be good if you have a lot of money to lose, um, <laughs> but you you just have to be willing to give up that money. I think when I started, I was so desperate that I didn't. I like lost a lot of money, but you need to. I don't know. I don't know. I don't understand forex. I yeah, do, but I don't. I know two people. My my co-host Ron, he did yeah. forex, and then I knew another guy that did it. Okay, they liked it. Ron liked it. No, no. Ron said it was it was too stressful. It is. It he is. said he lo- he lost fifteen hundred dollars in like five minutes. So, Dang, like, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the, that's the right. Like the stock market is, you don't lose your money unless you either sell when you're at a loss or the company goes bankrupt. They could always go back up though, or you could take it as a loss. Although with forex, you can take that as a loss too. But with stocks, I think it's a better bet. I yeah. think. Yeah, it's it's just harder to lose the money. Yeah, I think it is. I don't I don't know nothing about forex. It is stressful. Airbnb. Airbnb. Only Airbnb. Okay. Yeah. Um, rental property or Airbnb? Um, rental property. Oh, oh, actually Airbnb. Oh, Airbnb. Airbnb. Yep. Because the thing is, you can study and know what the top competitors are doing, and if you do what they're doing, and then and then do a little better, then you'll make a killing on Airbnb. Okay. You know, versus, I mean, um, rental properties. But your end game is rental properties. My well, I guess our end game you is like both? hotel. That's our end game, cause. So you want to own a hotel? Yeah, eventually. I mean, we'll see. I don't know if it'll ever happen. It might not, but we'll see if it'll happen. Um, money or equity? Um, equity. equity. Well, ooh, that's a good question. Equity, right? <laughs> equity. Well, it's pretty good, that's but pretty I think good. I would go with equity. You, gotta, you can you can leverage. What if, what if it was a million dollars? <sighs> A million dollars of money versus a million dollars of equity? Yes. Yeah, cash is always better. Yeah, cash yeah. is key, king. Yeah, it is. Um, stocks or NFTs? Stocks. Stocks. I don't I don't I'm not educated too much on NFTs. NFTs. I have no I don't. Well, I have crypto, but that's not the same. It's not the same. No, but I bought it on Coinbase. I don't know. Yeah, it's not the same. Crypto or stocks? Oh, crypto or stocks? Stocks. Stocks. Yeah. Well, what what crypto are you in? Solaya and Solana. Solana yeah. and something. I don't even know the name. <laughs> and something else. But I I have invested those a long time ago. Long ago. Also, yeah. you good? Yeah, yeah. So for me, when I do stocks or crypto, I invest one chunk of money and I don't touch it. I just let it sit. So it's mo- it's like residual money that you don't need. Yeah, yeah. At the moment, but um, because the thing is, I, for us, we look at everything as a game. So. <clears throat> 
if it does go down, and let's say I make a lot of money next year, at least I can take that as a loss. But if it goes up, then shoot, good. Now I got to gain. But you win either way. But the key is to make more money if you want to win. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Okay. Um, tour or Airbnb? Airbnb. 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 850 credit score, a million dollars. Yeah, a million dollars. Million dollars. Better. Okay. Yeah. Um, two million followers or a rental property? I think for me, two million followers. Two million followers? Because of... How much you made on Instagram? I was going to say how well I can understand my audience and know that with two million, I can make more than that mental So you're going to flip that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Two million followers or Airbnb? Airbnb, for real? Yeah. Over the two million followers? Yeah, it's more secure. Because you, you you made two hundred fifty thousand. You could, if you could flip that, that'll be five hundred thousand. Yeah, that is true. I still go with the Airbnb <laughs> because Airbnb is more strategic. Okay. With your followers, I can't be strategic on Instagram, but there's no guarantee. There's no guarantee. Air, it, so so you you need that whatever. guarantee. I need a guarantee. Okay. Yeah, okay. I think a lot of my answers come from. And again, like this is all learned for me. This is all learned, like honestly, from my husband because he's he's really smart. So I learned a lot from him. And so, yeah, he's taught me to be more logical in thinking versus emotional. <laughs> so that helps. Okay. That's a good question. LLC or S-Corp? Mm-hmm. Taxes or S-Corp? S-Corp. S-Corp. Okay. So you you, change, you got an S-Corp now? Um, so we have LLCs, but they're taxes S-Corps. Okay. But it's because, um, yeah, my, my CPA, she does all that. Okay. But long story short, it's because... Um, you can like there's just certain deductions you can take and and different things you can do like the Augusta rule and stuff like that that you can take advantage of with the S corp and with the S corp is just I don't know in my opinion it's a little better than an LLC LLC is oh, very limited it is it's very limited have you thought about getting the LLC on all of your properties mm-hmm. okay are you are you gonna are you do yeah you did that already yeah so basically each rental property we buy. Is going to be like in its own LLC okay. for protection. So the way we learned that is from our accountant, of course, but also um, our landlord who, who we rent a majority of our properties from for Airbnb, he does the same thing. And it's like, okay, at first we were like, okay, he probably just got bored and couldn't think of names. But looking <laughs> at it now, we understand yeah, yeah, yeah. he does it because it's like, okay, yep, if you get yep. sued, they can't take all your take stuff. Yep. And, and, that, and that's yep. it. Yep. We learned hard. Well, not the hard way, but we're learning. Yeah. Learning. yeah, we, yeah. we put on our Airbnb, we did it on the LLC. Mm, okay. So yeah. you too, like you do like LLCs per. Yes. Yep. Yes. Never know what could happen. Yeah, they, they, like, I'm not trying to get sued. Yeah. Like, got you too many properties. Yeah, don't yeah, be yeah. suing me. Uh uh-uh, uh. Yeah, y'all yeah. is cooking. <laughs> you know? So, yeah. Um, Clubhouse or Instagram? Mm, that's a hard one because I did really well on Clubhouse. Yeah. If I had to choose, I would still choose Clubhouse over Instagram. For I know real? that's really controversial, but at the same time, Clubhouse was the reason I blew up. That's how you got your name. Yep, I I think before Clubhouse, I might might, might have seven hundred followers on After Instagram Clubhouse, or on Clubhouse. On, um, Instagram. Okay. Because of Clubhouse, I got to like five k, so they really blew me up, and they're the reason. Like Clubhouse is the reason. There are so many things that have accounted for my success, but Clubhouse is part of that journey and that. Just story. like be the boss. Yeah. She 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 blew up on Clubhouse. Yeah, a lot of people. Maddie J. Well, I don't know if Maddie J was big. So Clubhouse. CEO Maddie J. Yeah. Was he big before Clubhouse? I don't. I think. I think you too. Because when he got on oh, David yeah. Shans, yeah, he blew up. He, he did. did. They did like half a million oh. on YouTube. 
Yeah, that was a good. That's yeah. actually the reason we started here. Oh, for real? Because of that video. Oh, for real? I told you he's the logical one. When I was like, Andre, what do you think about this? He's like, all right, let's order a Tesla. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> a Tesla? <laughs> you got this little Kia. What do you mean? So, yeah, that you, video definitely. You know, you know, CEO manager? Um, <laughs> I don't know him, but we do talk. If oh, yeah, talk. Sense. Yeah. So, like, um, yeah, we're, I mean, friend groups, you know, everyone. Kind of knows each other, so yeah, sort of. Yeah, I'm trying to get him on the podcast. Oh, really? Yeah, I'm trying huh. to. Yeah, if if he comes out, I'll I'll make sure you come. Or okay. you can be I'll, you can be a host if you want. Ask uh, ask him whatever. Okay. If you I, want I, to, I can reach out. I can see. If you want to, I, I don't yeah. want to. I know you're busy. <laughs> no, no, it's fine. It's fine. I could, I could definitely see if he's willing. Okay. I, mean, I can't make promises. Y'all don't. No, 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 no,
Well, yeah, I guess it's a pretty good book. It's a good book. Okay. I just don't think it's my favorite. Okay. I'm like, I know I probably get a lot of hate for that. Because you say you, lo- you learned a lot from that book. I did, but I don't think it's my favorite. Like, it, I don't think it propelled me to get to where I am. If I had to choose a book that really propelled me, I would say it was probably this book called Grit. Grit. Yeah. And it basically, the authors, the authors they were, or they're doctors and they study humans, right? And they basically went to um, the Naval Academy and they're trying to figure out why certain people drop off, drop out and why others don't. And they basically figured out what the formula for success was. The formula of success is grit. Just keep going, keep going, keep going. But they also in the book mention like black people and specifically why we don't succeed is because we're very, def- well, in nature, we're very defensive. So when I learned that, I was like, man, whatever. Like, I don't believe that. Like, that's rude. I F this book. But no, like when you really sit down and realize, you start looking at your actions, you say, okay, yeah, we are. Well, me, I am, my family, we're a little defensive. I mean, that's because you, you struggled your whole life. You struggled your whole life. You have to defend yourself. Oh, you see the struggle. Mm-hmm. Like, even if you didn't struggle, your cousin struggled or yep. your friend struggled. My and, mom would struggle. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, you can't help but be like that. Yeah. Like you try to hold on to what you have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You really do. So, <clears throat> God. yeah, that book. I mean, I know you didn't ask me my favorite book, but I really like no, that no, book. No, 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 that's cool. Yeah. And also, I have like a lot of other books that I love. But hey, you, you can go down the list if you want to. Oh, really? To. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could talk about this all day. Um, another book I really like. Um, Florence Scovel, she's this amazing. She was, I think, I think she's since passed. She was like maybe eighteen and nineteen hundreds, but she she did a lot of like in psychology and how to make money, how to stay on track. So she has a couple of books that are like about like being successful. Um, another one of my favorite books is um, what's that book by Napoleon Hill? Um, you know what I'm talking about? Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich. Yeah, yep. Think and Grow Rich. That yeah. book also kind of was the start of something new for me. It was a very interesting book, but it definitely forces you. To, I'm just about mindset. If you can give me a book that's about mindset and it'll help me grow, then I'm good because we're very stressed. Like we're always busy and we're always stressed. So I need some, I need a book that's going to ground me and say, okay, it's okay to be stressed. Just bring it down to here. Let's mm-hmm. make a plan for it and continue. Do, do you ever doubt yourself sometimes? Oh yeah. All the time. All the every, time? Day, every, every day. Every day. Yeah. Every day. Cause it's like, you never know what tomorrow will bring. And your, your husband helps you get through those. Oh, yeah. yeah. Thousand percent. He's he's very confident. OK, <laughs> I, I did struggle with confidence growing up. But um, I think as you, you get older and you realize. Um, I guess. The the way we see confidence is based on media and social yeah, media. Yeah. That's the problem. You're seeing all the, all the wins. You're not seeing the losses. Yep. You're not seeing the losses. Behind the scenes. I post my losses. A lot of people tell me they love following me because I post like our bed broke at one of our Airbnbs yesterday or day before yesterday. We had to go get that fixed. That's hard. No one's posting that stuff because they don't want to seem like, oh, like I don't buy the best beds. No, this bed honestly was one of the bad beds we bought and it does have problems. And the car being stolen, I feel like most people wouldn't post that. And I was posting inaction of us pulling up and all that <laughs> and, you know, looking in the car and it's smelling like weed and stuff. So you just have to be willing to post the bad and the good. And I think that's what makes a really good relationship with me and my followers. And that's what, uh, what's her name? Donnie, Donnie from David Shane's podcast. Yeah, yeah. And she's always talking about people always posting their losses and I mean, their wins and not their losses. Like we need to post our wins because our mentees, they don't want to be with somebody that just shows their wins because they're, they're, nobody's perfect like that person. Right, so right. It, it's cool to you know, show the losses. Oh, yeah, I don't like perfect. 
I can't stand perfect. Mm-hmm. I know Beyonce puts on like a, you know, very perfect show, but at the same time, like I know she's going through different things and I'm like I don't know. I guess it depends on the person. It depends on the person. But yeah, you're right. I don't think anyone likes someone who's perfect and, and controls their image 100% of the time and mm. never has anything that's wrong. You know, that's a problem. Because we all got problems. We all got problems. Yeah, we do. Yeah. All our ish thing. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you for I having me. Appreciate you. Thank I, you again. No, I appreciate you for even like asking me to come on. This is a big deal. And I did research on your podcast too. And I, I've seen the people you brought on. So it does mean a lot that you did ask me to be on. Thank you. I appreciate that a lot. I appreciate that a lot. I, I ask some people and I get static sometimes. And it's cool though. Yeah, yeah, for sure. My, my, my producer tells me once I get big enough, then just charge them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's like, like what a lot that's of how, podcasts that's how it works. Mm. Yeah, they charge because they know that like you going on their co- podcast is going to make you money. Correct. Because, yeah, you're going to pay me this 5000 if you're going to make 50 What? Correct, <laughs> you correct. Know, so you, you'll get there. I Thank mean, you're you. probably already there. I'm okay. Yeah. I'm making a little bit of money on YouTube. Yeah. YouTube's good. Thank you. Thank, Thank you so much. Thank I appreciate you. So much for having you. Me. Thank appreciate you. it. Thank you. <laughs>